The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. one 800 913 this is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka only on the Blaze Radio Network. Ah, <laughs> uh, this, 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 this little trick again. Hello, Stunt Brainiacs. It is the weekend edition of Pure Opelka, the Saturday morning edition, the I'm Awake Are You edition. Hurry up. Tell me you're awake. Are you? 888-933-93-888-900-3393. That's the number. Uh, we've got the crew in Dallas already working. And I know, I know Corby and Rob are down there keeping an eye on things. And there's apparently a new guy on the phones. So somebody call up and, and hassle him. I think we should, uh, I think we should find out who's, who's awake Who's the first to ring in and who is the farthest away from me? I'm in Delaware. Who's the who's listening from the farthest distance this morning? 888-933-93. Go ahead. Check in. Uh, and, you know, you can whisper if the rest of the house is asleep. We have we have much to talk about. Some of it pretty silly. I do want to have a funeral today. I actually want to want to put something away for a long, long time. And I think once you realize what it is, you'll agree with me. And let's see. Uh, there's still time to weigh in on yesterday's late-breaking vital question. Yesterday afternoon, I was thinking, hmm, uh, this whole thing, this deal with, with the, uh, the Wonder Woman movie coming out do we really want to push for allow encourage the the kind of silliness we're seeing and yes i called it silliness i'm talking about the women only screenings of wonder woman uh the theaters that are offering only to allow women into certain screenings i think it's a bad idea you know i know cute marketing etc and I got an email from uh, one of my producers last night saying, can, can you let us have something? Can we have something just to ourselves? Yes, you have bathrooms. Oh, wait, you don't. I forgot. Yeah, maybe we should fight to get you bathrooms and not fight to segregate movie theaters because that's what this is, sexual segregation. 
if you support the Wonder Woman women-only screenings, you are a segregationist. You are someone who says, oh, my God, we have to segregate. And I just think that's wrong. That's, that's not right. It's, and it's not okay. So, um, come on, people. If we allow women-only screenings of Wonder Woman, we are going to then allow white-only screenings, men-only screenings, liberal-only screenings, conservative-only. It's, it's never going to stop. Never, 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 never going to stop. And that, in my opinion, is going backwards. We talked yesterday about the fact that uh, since Harvard had a group of black students who wanted their own commencement ceremony, that now we're seeing this happen on other colleges. Yeah, it's, it's happening. So it, it starts here. It starts with one teeny tiny little thing. Like... And it seems innocent. It seems very innocent, doesn't it? Women-only screenings for Wonder Woman. <clears throat> the interesting thing in my little survey here is that some of the most uh, passionate responses I received to the question came from some of the strongest women I know. And I would think that they would have a strong opinion on the idea and either way would have a strong opinion. Uh, one of the very strong and very, you've, you've heard this person before on this show, I'm not going to out them without their permission. But one of these people said to me in a direct message, can I just say I don't care? You can, but then you'd, you'd, be, uh, you'd be allowing that, that tiny seed to get, germinated and start growing and I think that's a mistake and I have another one who took the libertarian approach which I respect as a libertarian that is the company is allowed to offer to do any kind of business they want yeah I I get that but this very strong woman who's a friend for years said that you know the company should be allowed to do whatever they want yeah, until you start having companies say, we're only going to allow black people in our theater. We're only going to allow white people in our theater. We won't allow any Jews where no Catholics can come in. It is a slippery slope. So I do understand there is some need of government. I know I, I talk about small, limited, tiny government all the time. But there is some need. So uh, what, what do you think? What do you think? That's the question. You can go to uh, my Twitter account as we speak at Stunt Brain and join in the conversation on this. Uh, you can do uh, many different things. You could, as I said, you can call in and discuss it. I also want to go after a couple different um, commercials this morning. And I'd like to know if you have a nominee for uh, a bad commercial as well. I I get tired of commercials. I first of all, I love commercials because guess what? They pay my salary. Commercials are what keep this place uh, afloat. But I get tired of commercials that a insult me, insult you, 
or are just stupid. One such commercial, which I think insults you and I, is from a a company that's trying to get you to buy um, LASIK vision surgery. Now, it's a guy who wears glasses and who, who has worn glasses since, uh, well, I, I, since, since I was 18 months old, I have had glasses on. So as a small child, I looked really funny and still do now because I had glasses and nobody else did. And so I looked into LASIK surgery, and it's not something that would work for me. It's not something I think is, is advantageous, but I always listen when I hear the commercials about it. But then when you're, if you're just trying to tell me that your, your vision or your product works well, just tell me. You can be clever about it, but don't fake that you're a newscast like this one does, and this commercial's airing on news channels all over the place. Hello, we interrupt with breaking news from the LASIK Vision Institute with our own Amy Larson on the scene right now. Amy, what's happening? Thanks, Michael. The LASIK Vision... So there's a guy in a newsroom at a news desk. They have the breaking news animation come out just like you see on CNN or MSNBC or Fox. And the anchor, and he's even got papers in his hand like he's getting breaking news handed to him. I, I just, I bristle at this stuff. I, I want to say, really? Come on, people. Don't fake like you're a news report. And there's, there's another one that goes into a grocery store and does a similar thing about cereals or, or grocery products. And they make it sound like, a, like an actual news report. But listen again. Here you hear the opening in the, at the very first one second you see flying in. The news graphics. Hello, we interrupt with breaking news. From no, you don't interrupt with breaking news. You interrupt to try and sell me something. It's, <laughs> I know some of you right now are going, Mike, Mike, what, <laughs> what are you doing? Perhaps it's because the breaking news thing has gotten to be so irritating on CNN. Everything is breaking news. Or a countdown. You know, at this point, uh, with, with James Comey testifying next Thursday, I'm surprised CNN doesn't have a countdown clock to the how many days and, and minutes until we get Jim Comey in the, in the uh, congressional hearings, Senate, House, whatever. But the ads on television and on radio are starting to bother me. Now, again... I love the advertisers. I love it when they actually tell us what what the ad is, what the product is. It used to be that somebody would tell you whatever a, a product does. It strengthens. It, it makes you taller, whatever. It makes you healthier. But now, even on cars, we used to tell you how, how fast, how far, how strong a car would be, how much horsepower, what's inside. Now you have Matthew McConaughey putting on a, uh, a shirt and a tie and then falling into an endless pool before he drives off in that Lincoln, whatever it is. Nothing about the car. I guess it's the lifestyle. We're supposed to all want that lifestyle. It used to be about the product.
it used to be. Now we have a gecko selling insurance and we have flow doing God knows what. We were talking last night. I wonder how much money the lady who plays flow makes a year. Uh, we used to, we used to have, um, the, uh, the Aflac duck was voiced by, um, Gilbert Godfrey, the comedian. And he did that gig for years, reportedly was making, I think, over a million dollars a year. He, he said when he lost that gig, it cost him, uh, I think he had a long-term contract that would have given him over $10 million. But, what? and that's a duck. <laughs> Again, another product. If there's a bizarre product out there that you would you would like to call a, call a, um, a foul on for how they advertise their product, you feel free to join the conversation. Uh, there, there are things going on today. There, as I mentioned, CNN is obsessed with the Jim Comey testimony, and that's not happening till Thursday. And why is it the main topic of conversation at CNN? Well, that means it's a slow news day. There's nothing else really going on. There, there isn't. Uh, the press, there are two things that CNN and MSNBC are obsessed with. The Trump position on climate change and Jim Comey's testimony. Both channels are obsessed with this. And in the words of Hillary Clinton, it's the biggest nothing burger ever. The climate change question, which we will get into, is nothing more than the typical mass media gotcha question. They're trying to get them on record so they can do a gotcha. In terms of the Comey thing, CNN and MSNBC, and, and to some extent, I don't think I've seen this on uh, Fox too much. They have, they have raised speculation that Donald Trump would use executive privilege to stop Comey from testifying. Nobody in the White House hinted that. The president, I don't believe, has hinted that. And for days now, we have seen hours of coverage on all the news networks talking about, well, what if, what if Donald Trump comes in and uses executive orders to prevent executive privilege to prevent Comey from testifying? What would that mean? Hypothetical questions only get hypothetical answers. And in the case of the speculation about Donald Trump preventing Jim Comey from testifying, I think we all know what it means. And yet nobody, nobody thought it would happen. Not even the people who were talking about it. None of them. So it is a nothing burger. And to prove it to you this morning, the New York Times is saying, the New York Times, not the most pro-Trump paper in the country. The New York Times is saying they don't believe Donald Trump is going to use executive clemency or executive privilege to silence Jim Comey. The New York Times. And yet CNN's still going with it. Why? Because they got nothing else. All right, I'm stepping away for a break. When we get back, maybe we'll have some fun. I think there's another commercial. If I've got this, uh, there's one commercial about um, killing ants that sounds like they're calling in a SWAT team. I'll, I'll deal with that or uh, some of the other fun next on Pure Opelka. 
on the Blaze Radio Network. Two thousand seventeen is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. And uh, earlier when I started the show this morning, uh, I said, uh, let's find out who's listening, who's up and who's listening from the farthest point from the uh, constitutionally protected free speech bunker here in Arden, Delaware, in the woods of Arden, Delaware. And it appears, and I'm, I'm curious about this, it, it appears we do have someone listening from very, very far away who takes the prize. First of all, if you want to call in and shout out your city, 888-900-3393, Alex is on the phone. Alex, I've got the, uh, the globe out here. And I'd like to figure yep. out just how far away you are. But first of all, good morning, sir. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Good morning. It's good evening from uh, Canberra in Australia. It's the capital of Australia. A lot of people think it's Sydney, but Canberra is actually the, where the national parliament is. In fact, Canberra um, it was designed by Walter Burley Griffin, who I understand designed Washington, D.C. There's a lot of parallels between uh, the two capital cities. But testudo to you, Mike, and great to talk to you in person. Well, I am I am a honored to uh, to make your acquaintance here on the phone. Uh, I, I wish I were there. I I love the people of Oz. I have been uh, enamored of Australia since I was a young boy, and my favorite science teacher decided to leave America and move to Australia, heartbroken. And my mother told me, <laughs> "You can't you can't go to Australia. They don't let Catholics come there." So there was a time when apparently my people were not welcome, but now I guess that's all over. So, oh, yeah. Alex, I mean, it's, uh, we, we, we call it God's country down here, but of course the U.S. is God's country too, so we, we all have that in common as well. Well, you know, we have many uh, Australians who came here, uh, have worked here, and then some have stayed here. Our buddy uh, Nick is from uh, your country, Nick Adams. Uh, and yeah, he's now yeah, an American I've been, I've citizen. Been interviewed many times with, um, isn't he right? He's written many books and he's been on with Glenn many times, hasn't he? He has. American he has. He's, and, yes. He's a yeah. he's a good dude. And I I yes, spent yes. some time working at Fox, so there seemed to be a healthy number of of uh, Aussies running around the Fox compound in my days there. Oh. One one of whom directed 
one of the great movies out of Australia and one of the biggest movies in the world at the time, uh, Crocodile Dundee, a guy named Peter Feynman. Oh. I don't know if you knew Pete. Yeah. He, I, um, I don't know Pete, but of course I, I know the movie, and of course it's a classic. <laughs> yeah, it is. But no, Pete, Pete introduced me to Hey, Hey, It's Saturday, one of the more entertaining uh-huh. variety <laughs> shows. I ended up spending mm-hmm. time with Daryl Summers. Uh, and Ooh. and some of the crazy Aussies. But what do you do in life, Alex? Well, I actually emailed you once. I'm a technology journalist, and I, you know, I would have loved to have written for the Blaze, but you know, it's an, another story for another time. I uh, came across um, Glenn uh, via watching Fox. Um, this would have been in, I think, his first year. And I remember watching, and going, "Wow, this guy really speaks to me." I mean, I've never heard anybody speaking like this in such a um, you know, uh, libertarian, constitutional, you know, free-thinking, uh, you know, manner. Um, just, uh, just like in the U.S., much of the uh, media, mainstream media over here is very left-wing. And, uh, and I, I was addicted to, you know, I wanted to know more about Glenn, and I discovered he had a radio show. I'd never heard of him, and I, I discovered, hey, there's this show. It's the Glenn Beck radio show from 9 to 12. He used to talk about the sick, twisted freak. You know, he doesn't mention that much anymore, but that's how he used to introduce it. And then I discovered there was a thing called the uh, the Insiders, Insider Extreme, and I became a member of that so I could watch it. And then, of course, since that time, you know, it's evolved hang, into... Hang on, the, Alex, uh, hang on one second. Hang on, my friend. I'm up against a hard wall. If you'll stay through the break, I, I want to give you an update on something. This is Piero Pelka, and I'm way over time. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka on this uh, weekend where the the Blaze actually gives you programming on the weekends with this show kicking off Saturday mornings followed by Jeff Fisher and then Lawrence Jones. You know, Lawrence is up. I have to see if we can get him on the horn. I know he's usually bouncing around the Fox studio somewhere, but we'll see if we can get Lawrence. But all the way around the world... Way down under, our friend Alex checked in this morning, and he's currently the leader. Unless we get a call from the South Pole, Alex, I think you are the, first of all, you're the first caller, so thank you. Uh, You're the leader of the Great Distance Challenge this morning uh, from (laughs) Australia. So uh, I'm going into the the Pure Opelka swag closet and pull out some stuff for you. Could you use a pair of Pure Opelka sunglasses? I think you could. Absolutely. It's very sunny down under. Even though it's winter here now, the sun is still during the day. It's it's strong. But yeah, at night it gets freezing cold because, well, we're on the other side of the planet. And you are in the capital of Canberra, which uh, on on the the western end of the country, is, am I correct there? Uh, this is on the east, actually. The west is Perth. The east side oh, is Sydney, Canberra, Melbourne, Brisbane. So it's on it's on the east side. I'm sorry. I thought I had my That's states right. mixed up. And, you know, the the, the government uh, with uh, Mr. Turnbull, uh, very yes. similar in some ways to the American system. But you're saying it's 
it's kind of liberal these days. Is it leaning more conservative or is this a swing back to a liberal push? The, the funny thing is that our conservative party is called the liberal party because we never um, screwed up the meaning of the word the way that the Democrats did 100 years ago. So <laughs> our liberals are actually conservative. And uh, But unfortunately, Malcolm Turnbull, despite being a businessman, you know, he likes to portray himself a little bit like, uh, like, like a Donald Trump successful businessman. But he once tried to join the Labour Party, which is the Democrats' equivalent, and they rebuffed him. And he joined the, the uh, Liberal Party, our Conservative Party, backstabbed the duly elected, politically backstabbed, the duly elected uh, Prime Minister and, um, uh, and, and has become the Prime Minister. And uh, I mean, it's just been a, it's been a disaster, unfortunately. And a lot of the Conservatives are very upset with Malcolm Turnbull or, or uh, Prime Minister Trumbull, as Sean Spicer called him, which we laugh about. And, <laughs> and uh, so we're suffering through uh, a, um, uh, we, we call it Labour light. It'd be like a Democrat style government, even though they're nominally, they're you know, the equivalent of Republicans. So true conservatives in Australia are suffering and uh, we, 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 we despair because the, um, he'll get voted out in the next election and we will then have um, the leader of the equivalent of the Democrats. And that's even worse. So we're between a rock and a hard place here. And uh, uh, Australians are hoping that maybe the former Prime Minister, who was very conservative and has been doing a very excellent job of establishing, re-establishing his conservative credentials, might uh, kick the, the uh, Malcolm Turnbull out. But it depends on his party. They have to vote him in. We have a, we, you know, nobody can, you know, you can only impeach the US president. In Australia, they, they can, uh, the parliamentarians can elect to, to vote the Prime Minister out. It's a terrible system in one sense. Um, and uh, in another sense, well, you know, at least uh, we still uh, are living in a mostly free country like in the US and you know when thank goodness we're not in you know China or Russia or uh, North Korea or anywhere else we, we live in liberal uh, you know western democracies and uh, we've got to be very thankful for that well i i'm i love hearing about the the way other governments run and i love hearing from uh, our friends halfway around the world what does in in your opinion what does the australian mm -hmm. nation what do the people of australia think of president trump well, it's the same kind of situation you have in the U.S. You know, those who are very left-wing think he's a disaster. They report in the in the left-wing press with glee all the same sort of talking points they have on the CNNs and NPRs and, and other sort of, you know, biased fake news media, as it were. And the conservatives, you know, I mean, although some are wary of Trump, uh, you know, as is the case in the States, I mean, Glenn himself, wary of Trump. But, you know, I mean, personally, I was glad. I mean, at first, at first I was quite sort of worried about Trump, but I was... I was really for, for um, Ted Cruz. But uh, then when he won, it was like, well, thank goodness. Thank goodness Hillary Clinton didn't win. So a lot of people are hopeful that, um, you know, hoping against hope that uh, Trump will end up one of the great presidents like Ronald Reagan. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I sort of I despair at seeing all the, the silly nonsense they write about and the kafifi and the, you know, the, the all the silly stuff that, you know, the, <laughs> I mean, I was listening uh, to something on radio where they were talking about how, you know, if Jared Kushner was trying to establish a back channel with the Russians, well, doesn't that mean he didn't? They didn't have a back channel. You know? So there's all this crazy stuff that's going on over there, and it's a big circus. And uh, you know, we we just hope that um, you know, Trump does a great job and and turns out to be a, a great president. But you know, I think he's obviously still going through his sort of uh, you know honeymoon phase, or I'm trying to think of the other term for it. He's, he's sort of still finding himself, and yeah. uh, you know, I'd love to see um, love to see how he goes over the next two three years. Well, Alex, you're you're right on on that. I think there's great hope from all of us who voted for Trump, whether or not he was your first mm -hmm. choice. He was not my first choice, 
I voted for him mm. because I voted on the Supreme Court, and that's what I mm. wanted, uh, a conservative Supreme Court. How does Australia feel about America pulling out of the Paris Climate Accord? And uh, you, you guys are obviously a part of it. Uh, has that? I'm sure. sure it's made some news there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, Prime Minister Turnbull has, of course, said, oh, no, we're, we're signing the accord and, you know, we're, we're part of it. And look, again, you know, the, the, the left wing, you know, are screaming about how it's a terrible thing and how this is bad for the world and how Trump's, you know, I mean, you know going to cause global catastrophe and how the seas are already rising and all the rest. I mean, Obama was, was going to be King Midas and stop the seas. And now, you know, Trump's supposedly going to raise them again. But but people who are conservatives, you know, are very pleased to see that uh, Trump has done his bit to sort of get a, get out of another one of these one-world government things. It's a bit like a not a Brexit, but a, an American exit out of this Paris Accord, which has been, um, you know, uh, just a, a disguise for having this one-world government sort of situation where, you know, you t- we tell you what to do, and, and Trump's pulled the U.S. out of that. And I'd love to see Trump do more of these things to... Well, as he says, make America great again. And hopefully we can make Australia great again too down under here as well. Well, we, we certainly appreciate you giving us a, a, a look into your country. Uh, I've long, As I said earlier, I've long been a fan of Australia. The Australian people, among the most gregarious and uh, just all-out fun group I've ever met. And so I've, I've always been a fan. And ever since my youth of watching Skippy the Bush Kangaroo, on American yeah. television. I guess that was yeah. my first introduction. So um, if you'll email me uh, your address, you know where to find me. We'll, um, yeah, we'll get you some uh, Puro Pelka goodies for being the, the longest distance caller. And I'm very impressed you opened with the greeting of Testudo, my friend. I'm very well, impressed. Thank you very Alex, much for my call. And I, I listen to you a lot, so that's why I knew Testudo. Well, thank you, Testudo. And uh, next Thursday and Friday... I'm going to be in Dallas most of next week, but Thursday and Friday, I'm filling in on Glenn's show. So I know it's the middle of the night for you, but uh, we'll still be doing the regular afternoon show. But before that, I'll be filling in for Glenn Beck as well. So stay tuned, Alex. There's more coming. Thank you very much and have a great day. Thank you. There he goes. Uh, How about that? Halfway around the world, maybe a little bit more, actually. I would love to go to Australia and spend, uh, you know, a month. Because I think when you fly 18 hours or however long it takes to get there, I, I think you need to spend considerable time readjusting your body and getting used to it. Uh, fascinating for me to get inside the minds of the people who are in other countries and see how they see us and how they see themselves. Australia, like America, is, is this federation of states. And they um, they have um, also have two self-governing territories like we have some territories. And um, it's just interesting. They have a House of Representatives. They have a Senate. It's a parliamentary system, not quite the same as ours, but pretty close. Um, And and they've been friends. They've stood shoulder to shoulder with us in the uh, in the Gulf War and uh, in the Middle East, in any of the any of the situations where we are in a dust-up or in a military conflict. I guess I shouldn't call it a dust-up. But I appreciate you, Alex. Thanks for being there. Anyone else out there want to join the conversation? 888 When we get back, um, I need to talk about the funeral for a certain word. I want to put something away. 
and it hasn't been around that long, but I think, I think it's time for it to go. I think it's already reached critical mass, and I'll explain what I'm talking about around the corner on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. What, what an interesting week it's been, right? A very interesting week. We've seen all kinds of outrage, uh, some of it real, a lot of it fake. What a surprise. Um, yesterday we saw the, I, I think we saw a, a real breakdown with Kathy Griffin, and, and there's more on that. I have a couple more things I'd love to say on that. And I feel bad for anyone who's, who's losing their job because of free speech. However, you have the ability to decide whether or not to do something. You have the free will. You have the, the right to say, you know, I think this would be funny, but... I bet the outrage would be too much. And then when you do it, you also have the the reality of the reaction that you have to deal with. And and I'll get into that a little bit more. I told you I wanted to have a have a funeral for something. I want to say goodbye to Kofefe. I want Kofefe to go away. Because we've over Kofefe'd. I think we reached Kofefe critical mass this week. And it was used everywhere. Uh, I used it attempting to be funny. I would slip Kafefe into conversations the way, what was it, Super Troopers, the movie, with Meow, trying to put in every sentence. But CNN, I think, took it to uh, the extreme. And it's been every single place you can imagine. It started at the White House and it worked its way around the world. I don't think it's over yet. I would love to say a little prayer and have a funeral for Kafefe. I'd like to bury Kafefe and and not just fill in the grave with dirt. I would like to fill in the grave with cement so Kafefe never comes back to life. I'd like to say adios to Kafefe. Unless somebody builds a, a, a perfect song, a perfect song. They haven't yet. You know, one of the one of the better jokes about it actually came from Bill Maher, who's in the news today. And we'll we'll talk about Bill Maher in a little bit. But Bill Maher's monologue after Kofefe came out, he said, you know, because we were all talking about the fact that Donald Trump wrote this. And I, I still believe he was falling asleep and, and he wrote Kofefe and fell asleep before he could correct it or write coverage. And then somebody accidentally, he slipped and pushed text and, and sent the message off uh, the tweet button and sent the message off. Well, as we all speculate about how it happened, Bill Maher actually said, the very last thing I want to hear from Donald J. Trump is his fingers press the wrong button. Yes, I get it. It's a reference to 
nuking somebody accidentally, which we know isn't going to happen. And then Sean Spicer's explanation was really bizarre, wasn't it? Do you remember that one? Sean Spicer was the, uh, uh, the, the moment when he actually talked about it. And this was the weirdest one because it was in an audio-only press conference, a gaggle. They didn't have the entire press pool in there. But Spicer was, was in the press room with a small group of reporters. And, of course, the question was brought up about Kofefe. Uh, a decision in the next few days stand. Okay. Will he have a formal cabinet meeting or a formal review before he makes that decision? Uh, that'll obviously be up to the president to decide. Hunter. Thank you, Sean. Um, do you think people should be concerned um, that the president posted somewhat of an incoherent tweet last night and that it then stayed up for hours? Uh, no. Why did it stay up so long? After, is, is no one watching this? No, I, I think the... the uh, the president and a small group of people know exactly what he meant. Blake. The, the president and a small group of people know exactly what he meant, which, you know, he did that on purpose to troll them. The most the most irritating use, though, was CNN with the new spelling bee champion. OK, so Ananya, we have a challenge for you. We'd like you to spell a word. It has recently become popular. Not sure if you're familiar with it or if you know the definition. Do you know the word kofefe? Kofefe. Definition, please. Ah, the definition is um, a nonsense word made up by the 45th president of the United States in a late night tweet. Language of origin. A language of origin. Gibberish. Gibberish. Part of speech. Part of speech. Uh, it's a noun. It could be a noun, but may you be used mm -hmm. in as, any way you'd a, like. as a verb and as an insult. <laughs> Are there any alternate pronunciations? Yes, yes. Oh, many, many. Kofifi, Kofefe. CNN, you're embarrassing all of us. Cut it out. Goodbye, Kofefe. We will see you in the next life. If you make it to the same place we think we're going. Farewell, Kafefe. Farewell. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.